on this week's episode of Today I Would Like to Share. Before we had a chance to close the distance between us and the guy, a blast of brownish-yellow liquid exploded outwards in a fan pattern. People have claimed that the dolls have blinked at them or moved their heads. A handheld game that used influencers to promote the launch back in 2001 and then was ultimately killed by 9-11. Hello, and welcome to Today I Would Like to Share, where we take some time out of our busy lives to share the things important to us. My name is Kyle, and with me today, I've heard that he just has two solid big teeth. Jordan. Well, I have 32 when you can only have two. <laughs> it just works better. Like, you're never going to chip a meeting like a baguette or something. And it's less <laughs> to take care of. Exactly. But if you get a cavity, I would assume it'd be really bad. Like, you Very can't just true. pull, you can't, like, if it gets super bad, you can't just pull the tooth because you're going to be a goat at that point. And he once guest starred on RuPaul's Drag Race, Andrew. Yeah, but when I took my helmet off, it was not the type of drag race I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. man. Still had fun. Yeah. I mean, I think if you went on that show, you'd have fun no matter what. Oh, yeah. All right. So uh, I don't know what's been good with two of you, but I have since moved. It's been a while since we recorded, but I been super busy packing stuff up moving it and i'm in spring lake now which is awesome like the view outside my window right now is just a huge maple tree which is awesome hell yeah That's way better than my other place not that my other place is bad went well yeah but like you know four days before i started moving i broke my toe so <laughs> i had to yeah, move with a broken game, toe <laughs> yeah fuck that game. <laughs> bad wave motion theater you're horrible it, but you're already taken out of production, and we just keep it because it was super expensive. <laughs> we just keep it to break our employees' toes. Toes, exactly. But, uh, you know, I've been getting endless crap from the other technicians in my district from that. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> Things happen. But, uh, so, yeah, what's up? How are you guys? Not much here. I just got back from a nice little trip up north. Oh, yeah. That's very enjoyable. I sent you guys some pictures. Yeah, those pictures you sent were pretty awesome. Yeah, we... I had a blast. Northern Michigan. Too short, beautiful. unfortunately, but hey, going back up that way and yep, just got moved. The great cabinet of 2019. <laughs> Hell yeah! Heck yeah! So pumped for that. That's really the you, only man? thing going on in my life right now. Just <laughs> waiting, for, waiting for that to happen. <laughs> Otherwise, that's your uh, birthday weekend, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I'm pretty that's pumped awesome. about that too. Um, I don't typically like my birthday that much, but it. The fact that we're, like, doing something else besides my birthday makes it pretty exciting for me. Yeah. Any excuse to hang out. Yeah, definitely. Agreed. Especially with people that we rarely ever see. So, I mean, I've never met Andrew in real life. So <laughs> yeah. <be> <laughs> Neither have I. <laughs> it's just that, it's just that time eyes. of age, or it's just that uh, time in society, you know, where, like, the internet exists. So you're going to meet a lot of people that you probably are never going to meet in real life but you've spent hours and hours and hours with them so right true I mean, is our I, connection any I feel less like, real i feel like i know more andrew more than some of the people i knew in high school now so yeah yeah you know i know andrew better than some friends i had in high school people that were like <laughs> in my friend group yeah. <laughs> right exactly yeah, i can definitely say the same thing uh all right well i will start us out today um not that that's a surprise i always do that 
but I'm going to drop a chunk of text into the Discord in case y'all want to follow along. But um, this is just to open up some discussion about the topic in general, and that topic is amusement parks. Um, and I bring it up for a couple reasons. I was browsing Reddit the other day, and I happened to find a video of a like children's ride that had malfunction, and the speed control module was just going like it 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 messed up so it just kept going faster and faster which in the first when you first look at it it's like man i've seen that happen on cartoons that's funny and then you go oh right real living human beings are in there that is horrible but um i don't think anybody got hurt so it was all good but uh it kind of made me think that you know like what are some um theme park or amusement park horror stories um so i happened to find this one and uh, i'll read that to you guys now Many moons ago, I was assistant director of training security at a park known for its cartoon mouse. Uh, while doing the walk around the park with a group of new hires, I got a call about a possible incident exposure, sorry, indecent exposure incident at Fantasyland. Knowing that this was the most popular place for children in the park, so much more than Toontown, I rushed the new hires through the backstage area to cut travel time. While we were backstage behind the small world, uh, the small world ride, one of the trainees had pointed someone dropping their pants and leaning against the building. Before we had a chance to close the distance between us and the guy, a blast of brownish-yellow liquid exploded outwards in a fan pattern. I stopped the group, got on the radio, and informed them of the bio-incident that slowly made, my, uh, slowly made my way to the guy. When I was about 10 feet from him, he looked up, smiled, then blasted the wall again. Without a word, he pulled up his pants and started to walk away. His pants were soaked with liquid shit and piss. Before he was able to leave the area, Anaheim police apprehended him. After questioning him, they called for an ambulance upon taking, uh, talking with the police sergeant. Found out he was a well-known homeless man in neighboring city of Orange. Usually picked up for swinging his dick at traffic. The kicker, though, was he wasn't the subject of the initial call. When we finally got to Fantasyland, we found out that someone was complaining about a woman breastfeeding. Three and a half years of working there, and that is one of the events that still, had, that still feels fresh in my mind. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. That's, that's a lot to unpack. <laughs> I know, right? It's just, it's, <laughs> I love this because it's like they had to deal with this huge issue. That wasn't even the issue they got a call about. And then the call was just a woman breastfeeding. It's like, yeah, come on. It wasn't on. even an issue. Yeah, no, a non-issue. Yeah, a non-issue. <laughs> Apparently, I had, re- I had read a couple of other comments from people, and they say that in the summer months, the, uh, that's like uh, pretty busy or like a pretty common call. It didn't sound like they really did anything about it. Like, they didn't, like, take the mothers and throw them out or something, which is good. Thank goodness. Um, But, like, people freaking out about it. But, yeah, so, I mean, that's just um, just something to satisfy my need for uh, drama. But, uh, really, what I wanted to talk about with you guys was, um, I guess, about amusement parks in general. Uh, I... Just kind of, I wanted to know what your most, like, maybe just some stories you have, if, if anything is interesting has happened. But, like, what's your most memorable moment at an amusement park? Well, I'll, I'll start here. Um, first of all, I love amusement parks. Like, Cedar Point is my shit. But when I was, let's see, I had to have been probably 13, 14 years old. We mm-hmm. went to Michigan Adventure, me and my parents. And you know the ride where you're sitting in, like, a log and you go up a giant thing? Mm, yeah, log you come thing. down and it makes a huge splash and people, like, standing on the bridge get splashed and crap? Mm-hmm. 
Well, um, we're going up, and we're probably like 30 or 40 feet up the, I think it's a 100-foot hill or so, and it just stopped, and it got stuck. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I was 12, 13 years old. I was freaking out at the time. I was like, what the yeah. fuck? I mean, I was trying to, I was like keeping calm. I wasn't screaming or anything. There was a girl behind me screaming, but... Um, we were sitting there for about 35 minutes until finally somebody was like, all right, we're undoing the lap bars. Everybody has to get off and climb down. And there's like a little staircase, but mm-hmm. that's pretty crazy because we were probably 50 feet up in the air and we were just stuck there for yeah. 40 minutes. So it was a little scary, and I think I'll always remember that. <laughs> is, is the part where... You definitely didn't scream. It was a girl behind you. The part that is just like what the story was originally, and now it's just part of your reality. And <laughs> the one that screamed originally. <laughs> I know I didn't scream. It wasn't me. It was uh, the little girl behind me. <laughs> yeah. My dad was sitting next to me, and he was a little annoyed with me because I was like, I mean, I was kind of like, man, I just want the hell out of this. This is, oh yeah. This is fucked up. I don't want to be up mm-hmm. here. You know, like I don't have a deathly what am i trying to say i don't have i'm not deathly afraid of heights but like there's a point where it's like okay i'm pretty high up and i've been here I'm a just while. sitting here <laughs> something needs to happen you know yeah, well it's because yeah. you have no control over the situation right you're like yeah. locked in you're strapped in you're on a log and also the lie that you've been telling yourself all day while you're at amusement park is that all these rides are safe and nothing <laughs> ever goes wrong. So when it stops on the track up, you're immediately, especially at that age, you're immediately like, okay, that was a lie. I was well, telling myself. It, it's funny because real quick, I got another small story here. Mm-hmm. Sorry for taking it over. but um, So again, one time, went to Michigan Adventure, but it was with and... Mm-hmm. They have a ride called Shivering Timbers. Do you guys know what that is? It's, yeah. It, it once ride. was the tallest wooden roller coaster in the world. It's one of the longest wooden roller yeah. coasters in the world. But as we were driving in, there was a long line, and people were, like, throwing rocks up at it from out of the park. And, I mean, me and were pretty young. We didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. But his dad was like, man, if one of those ra- rocks gets on the track, it's going to derail the whole thing. And then, so we got in there, we're like, all right, we need to avoid that ride. First thing we do is that fucking ride. Just walk right over there, get some light. He's like, you guys ready? And, I mean, we were kind of freaked out, but obviously it didn't derail yeah. and we were fine. Yeah, that guy was like that. Yeah, he was. I uh, I rode that roller coaster, um, and I went, yeah, man, this was so long ago, but I, I went with somebody who I had a crush on, and... um. Her, I went with her stepdad onto Shivering Timbers, and we he convinced me that roller coasters are more fun if you hold your arms up. This is the first time I've ever done that on a roller coaster, <laughs> right? And he's like, hold your arms up. And this story doesn't have a great ending. It just turns out that I thought it was stupid as shit, and it wasn't fun. <laughs> the roller coaster was, but holding your hands up did nothing for me. So, <laughs> But uh, I, had, I had one of those moments, too, where a ride broke down, and we were on it for a very long time. Um, except for this wasn't a log flume and we didn't stop on the way up. It was one of those, um, rides that, uh, it's like a pendulum, but this was a big circle. So you spun and then you pendulumed 
and it broke before we even started swinging. So we just sat on this thing, slowly going around in a circle for about 15 or 20 minutes. Oh, God. And it was so... I mean, it was okay because I was I went with... Um, if you remember him. Oh, I um, hate that kid. But yeah. Yeah. Well, he was okay back then. But... Um, he, we, we, the people sitting next to us were like these two punk people, like, you know, like m- colored mohawks, black clothing, you know, the whole shebang. They had like leather boots and they were hilarious. And we were having a blast, like shooting off jokes. So it turned out to be a pretty good time, but sitting and spinning for 20 minutes isn't exactly great. <laughs> right. No, That's not yeah, your that ideal like... situation. <laughs> yeah. I do normally like those pendulum style rides though. It just feels mm-hmm. like a giant version of a swing. Yeah. That's more fun. I don't yeah. Know. There's a really good one at Cedar Point that goes pretty high. Yeah, is that the one where everyone sits in a circle on it? it like, yeah. Mm-hmm. That one, yeah, that yeah. one's good, too. Yeah, I like that one a lot. But there's another one where it's like two swings, and they swing in opposite directions. But All right, what's the name of the corkscrew screw rod where you like, you're like you basically just in a half pipe going back and forth on the I track? I think it's Twisted. called the corkscrew. No, I know what you're talking about. It, uh, it go, It's... The Twister or something like that? The Twister, yeah. I think that might be it. Where, that ride is also a lot of fun. Where you like go up and you then go come backwards back. yeah, and yeah. forwards through it. I yeah. fucking love that ride. And yeah, Cedar cool. Point's getting rid of it. so You um, are right. Yep, it's called the Wicked, Twi- Wicked Twister. little mad at them. But, Wait, it's going away. Yeah. Oh, that's lame. I know. That was a great ride. I don't really have any stories about theme parks that are like negative. Mm-hmm. To the point of a guy like shooting his diarrhea over a wall. I just want to know your most memorable. Mine, by far, my most memorable was once. Uh, I want to say I was like sixteen or seventeen, mm-hmm. like just recently started driving, and my dad won Cedar Point tickets on a radio contest, mm. and didn't want to go, so he gave them to me, and I took my friend. Um, josh with me and we went down for the day we got there when the park opened and it was a weekday and it was like almost empty and i remember we as soon as the park opened we ran down to oh man what's the name of the best roller coaster in cedar point millennium millennium force millennium force yeah we ran to that one we were literally the first people in line for it and got the first car rode it got back in the line and it was literally like a four-minute wait, and got the front car again. Nice, so nice. That was really awesome. That it was ride just like is two amazing. immediate rides out on my favorite ride there, uh, and both having the front car. So that was a lot of fun. To this day, that ride is still considered one of the best roller coasters in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good one. It, it's very smooth feeling. Like you know, yeah. sometimes like smooth. roller coasters feel like really jerky. Uh, jerky or rigid when you're taking like corners or like going upside down or something. Yep. That one has none of that. It's like the smoothest ride. Well, it's funny ever. you're just going super fast. That's how a lot of like 95 percent of their newer rides are that have been built in the past five or six years. I went last year in the newest ride, Steel Vengeance. Dude, that shit is intense. It's it's amazing though, but it's intense. The one ride I never liked oh, man, was looks the Raptor, cool. I think. Oh, like, hey. Raptor is my favorite. <laughs> I mean, I like the design of the ride and the things that you do, but every single time I've 
been on that ride, my head's bounced back and mm-hmm. forth between the, yeah. the yeah, resting yeah. over yeah. the shoulder, and it like gives me a headache every time yeah. I ride. By far the smoothest ride there is the Gatekeeper. That's a newer. That one. Must be a newer one. Yeah, it is. I haven't been on that but one. But it's like, holy shit! It's like, it's like what chewing five gum would feel like. I think <laughs> <laughs> that's how smooth it is. Remember a couple nice. of months ago, or I think it was last year's summer, when you almost bought a plane ticket out to uh, just to go Michigan, to just go to Cedar Point for a day. Yeah. Dude, I'm down. I what? wish I could have pulled that <laughs> off because I really wanted to go to Cedar Point. Mm. If you ever want to go to Cedar Point and you actually come out here, I'll make a trip down there. All right, yeah, let's do it. Because I fucking love Cedar Point and all their new rides are amazing. And it's honestly worth the extra 40 bucks to get the fast pass because you can ride everything mm. like six times, and it's great. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know they had that as an option. Yeah, that sounds perfect. Oh, yeah. So my most memorable moment at a theme park was the first time I rode a roller coaster, which until today, until right now, breaking news, guys, I told everybody that my first roller coaster was a rock and roller coaster. Um, in Disney World or Universal, I, I think it's Universal. I can't remember what uh, park it is down in Florida. And mm-hmm. uh, that's not true because I was deathly afraid of roller coasters for a very, very long time until this Florida trip, where I went with a whole bunch of guys, aka Mitch and Brandon, um, and probably Durfee. It's usually how it went. Um, and they're gonna want to ride all the roller coasters, so they're like, "Kyle, you've never ridden one. That's fine, but you gotta ride them. You gotta ride them. They're awesome." It's like, okay, you know, uh, sure. To like, we'll just go ride this little one over here, and it was just like a, it was like a really tiny roller coaster, probably pretty much just a kid coaster. And uh, they're like, we won't even tell anybody you rode this one. We'll say your first roller coaster was a rock and roller coaster. I'm like, hey, sure, okay, cool, no problem. <laughs> so we rode it, and it was like, okay, that's not bad. You know, like I, I've, I was always an anxious kid, an anxious person, but uh, it was like. Uh, but riding that was like, okay, like I, I get it now. Like okay, that was cool. That felt cool. But like, I still sat down on the rock and roller coaster when it was time to run that. And I like, I was anxious the whole line. I sat down and I'm white knuckling the, uh, <laughs> I'm white knuckling the, the, the grips and everything. And Brandon, I sat next to Brandon and he just kind of looks over me and goes like, yeah, you're not going to want to do that, man. That's not going to be good. I'm like, okay, I need to relax. So I need to force myself to relax, but I'm anxious. So I can't. And just, like, sitting there just like, oh, God. But after, like, the first um, launch, because that one has, like, a it shoots you off at 60 miles per hour and then goes through the whole roller coaster. Um, after the first launch, it was it was just, like, it was awesome. And I loved it. Um, and we rode it, like, six more times that day. Just pure fun. Yeah, yeah it, was, it yeah. was a heck of a lot It doesn't take long for the adrenaline Dude. to just, like, kick mm-hmm. in and take over. Yeah. My first roller coaster ever was uh, the Magnum at Cedar Point. Yeah, okay. And I rode that last summer, and I'll never fucking ride it again because it's <laughs> the most rough. Like yeah. I felt like it is super rough ride. Yeah. I felt like I wasn't gonna have children ever because <laughs> <laughs> that's how rough it is. Man, what was your first yeah. roller coaster, Andrew? My first roller coaster. I'm actually. I, I think it was the. It had to have been Michigan Adventure. I'm trying to remember the order of theme parks I did because when I was younger, it was like getting. I got introduced to roller coasters by my dad, and it was in like rapid fire succession. <laughs> I want to say we went to Michigan Adventure, but that same 
summer like we also went to six flags and i just don't remember mm. the order of that i want to say michigan adventure was first so i want to say it was either uh that wooden roller coaster in michigan adventure or the corkscrew oh nice uh, metal roller coaster they had mm-hmm. there one of those two gotcha. uh, nice yeah you know i, I kind of like brought it up and wanted to ask because like later in my my years as a human being like i i don't really care for amusement parks like i went to them and i had fun when i was younger but like when people are like hey we're playing in a cedar point trip you want to come along i go no i'm cool i'll i'll take that day off myself and just do nothing because they just i don't know don't really do anything for me anymore and it's not that i hate them or like i don't think roller coasters are fun or anything it's just like not one of those forms of amusement amusement that i just seek out I don't know why. I don't know what changed, but hmm. yeah, getting old I mean, sucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I like around the time I stopped going is when I started off roading, and they kind of satisfy like the same need, it, a little bit less speed, but like it going over a, a sand dune or a hill is a lot like you know cresting the hill on a on a roller coaster. But yeah. it's all. But it's a challenge because you got to get up it and you have to drive correctly and you have to take this angle and stuff like that. So it's just a lot more engaging, and I thought it was more fun, and oh, I kind of yeah, just definitely. like lost interest. I, I don't want to say that's like the only reason, but you know, it's one of the things I can contribute to it. See, yeah. what I really want to do more of is like whitewater rafting, and like kayaking through those kind of things. Yeah, yeah, that would be fun. I can't say I've ever done that, but I'd be totally willing to do I've it. I've done whitewater rafting once, and then. I mean, it's nothing like water rafting, but Kyle's Cottage on one of the longer mm-hmm. kayak rides, there's some pretty good moments where, like, yeah. you got to dodge some, some stuff. faster-moving water, um, and you had to dodge logs and trees and duck and weave and stuff, so yeah. it, can be quite, it can be quite fun. Cool. Cool. But, yeah, so that's what I had to share. are ready to get creeped out today you can't can't creep the creeper i would like to share something called the island of the dolls have you guys ever heard of this no but i already don't like it oh (laughs) yeah dolls actually like freak me out yeah they don't even have to be on the island oh (laughs) yeah just wait i'm gonna post a picture in discord and uh Look at it if you want. It's kind of. Is this like one of those things where like the like the shoe trees where everybody throws their shoes into a tree? But this is an island with dolls. Um. Kind of. Some. Somewhat. Not really. Okay. Here we go. There's a picture in Discord. That's not. I don't think that's the one I wanted, but you get the point. Uh. Okay. See, this isn't okay. You can't. This should be illegal. You should uh. see the picture that I wanted to show you because it's it's worse than that. But anyways, there's a story behind this that I'd like to share with you guys. Um, so obviously, it's called the Island of Dolls. Obviously, there's dolls everywhere all over this island. Um, originally, the island was owned by a man named Don Santana. And... 
It's full of dolls hanging. It's a power name. It is. Right? Yeah, it really oh is. Full of dolls hanging from trees and buildings covered with cobwebs and insects. The place was named in the 1950s. Um, it was named the Island of the Dolls. And the owner began to hang them as protection against evil spirits. Uh, according to the legend, a young woman drowned and tangled among the lilies of the canal, and her body was found by some locals there. Um, after Don bought the island, he began to experience inexplicable, inexplicable situations that terrified him, so he placed dolls around that he found in the canals that washed up on shore. I guess they found a doll near the girl's body that died, so he, he has that one hanging in the middle of the island because he thought it was hers, and he hung it out of respect, <sighs> uh, which is weird. But yeah, nowadays... Also, that probably should have been turned into the police for evidence. <laughs> but... Probably. Uh, the crazy part is Don Santana in 2001 died there his body was reportedly found in the exact spot where they found the girl's body 50 oh years God. later or before he died they found a girl's body there same death so the dolls didn't even work he drowned <laughs> yes he drowned same area same death nowadays this place is a tourist attraction um i i feel like everything people do to ward off demons spirits stuff like that is all the stuff that attracts evil spirits it's yes. like a calling card like yeah. hey look well, i'm afraid of i'm afraid of demons and spirits come possess me well that's the thing after he found the girl's doll and hung it out of respect supposedly he began to hear whispers footsteps and anguished wails in the darkness because you took her doll and like it, dude if she's gonna haunt something it's gonna be the doll so like you brought it, you you brought this upon right. yourself, you and idiot. That was the original doll he hung. So like out of fear, he spent the rest of his life, but life basically, putting up dolls and like body parts all over the island. Um, but anyways, now it's a tourist attraction. People go there. Uh, it's been showed on several like ghost hunter shows, uh, mm. and people just just love it a lot of people say when they go there they don't feel anything but a lot of people also say like they feel that there's a presence there and pe people have claimed that the dolls have blinked at them or moved their heads and i mean who knows what's real but that shit's fucking terrifying and i don't how great would it be to pin up an animatronic doll <laughs> <laughs> yes that would be incredible but Anyways, I mean, that's all I have on this island, and I mean, I, I'm not a fan of dolls, and I guess there's a lot of porcelain yeah. dolls there, which is even worse. Those are the creepiest ones. And I, I would not, I mean, I mean, the creepiest. I would visit a lot of places. I would not visit this place. The creepiest part to me is there's like, like he literally just ripped off body parts from dolls and like just hung them around or morphed them with other dolls. And it, it's messed up. Um, I'm about I to post like another he, picture in Discord. Look at this. I feel like it's creepy. He, he might have been the evil spirit that someone else should have boarded <laughs> off. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Jesus. No kidding. Oh, yeah, that's a very creepy picture. 
It's basically that doll head does not belong to the doll it body. It does not. And then it's got like a little creepy skirt too. And then behind it, there's just a body with no head. And oh yeah, so, oh yeah, oh, that's, that's not good. And it's got like, one strand of hair. That hair does not belong there. I'm sorry, but but anyways, it. My question from this today is: If you guys were to own an island. And thought there was evil spirits on it. What would you put all all around the island to vanish the spirits? I think I said this earlier. Do nothing. I like, I'm not gonna put up a calling card. I'm just gonna live a normal life and never say I'm afraid of ghosts out loud. I mean, mainly because <laughs> I'm not. But you know, don't take chances. Okay. And just live a normal life. <laughs> Not worth Fair the enough. Risk. I guess. Okay. Let me ask you a different question for you, Kyle. Wait. No. I want to answer that question. Oh, yeah. Hold on. You can't just take Kyle's answer. <laughs> no. I know. I'm gonna give him a different question. Then we'll come back to you. Actually, you do you first, and then I'll ask Kyle his other question. I always do me, baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. All right. But yeah. All right. So if I'm warding off evil spirits, I also subscribe to Kyle's theory here that putting up creepy washed up old dolls is what brought an evil spirit to this <laughs> island in the first place so what i would do is try to get an evil spirit that i can tolerate at least so to like ward off the original evil spirit i would put maybe like arcade cabinets around or something maybe get like a creepy video game addiction type spirit <laughs> Um, going. So you can always have a player I, two, <laughs> right? Get a player two going. Someone play Street Fighter two with me. I, I mean, yeah, that's what I would do. I would just take it, take it to a different evil direction that I'm more aligned with. You know, that's a good point though, because evil doesn't always have to be like you murder ten people. You know, no, like murder or evil is also those people in quiet situations who constantly click their pens. Like they're oh, yeah, evil that's, too. <laughs> so. That's evil. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they warn about that in the Bible somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, I, I enjoy What's your second question? Yeah. Okay, so screw the evil spirits, screw everything. Let's just say you roll up on an island, and there's a bunch of something there just hanging up on trees or whatever. What would you want it to be? Can I Can I answer this question a little differently? But, like... If I was a ghost, what island filled with junk would I haunt? Okay, fair enough. Um, I would haunt Andrew's island so I could be his player two in Street Fighter. Oh, hell yeah, man. <laughs> I hope you play Street Fighter 2. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to be the third ghost. I'll just be the uh, Need someone to shot call? You can uh, turn off the TV when I'm about to lose and so I can win. <laughs> Yeah, I always got your back, Kyle. Yeah, thanks. Just make his controller not work for a second. <laughs> Man, I'm getting a bunch of baby pictures today. Lena uh, sent me what? a picture of Jack, and then Amber just sent me a picture with her new... Uh, what's it called when, you're, when your sibling has a, a child? Niece. Niece, niece or, nephew. Niece. It's a niece, yeah. Andrew just sent me a picture of her new baby. <laughs> Did I say Andrew? I meant Amber. You did say Andrew. I thought you were about to say Amber has a kid. Um, no. Anyways, 
Do-do-do-do-do. I kind of wish. My plan in life was always to just start dating a single mom, and uh, so I wouldn't have to worry about having kids or anything like that. I just have like a built-in one, and I'd be stepdad. So all I really need to do is just like be a good friend. I don't really have to be dad. Just finger guns every now and then. Pew, pew, oh, pew, dude, yeah, finger pew. guns all the time. Change topics. I don't want to be here anymore. Life is pain, Jordan. Make it stop. Alright, today I would like to share a handheld game that used influencers to promote the launch back in 2001 and then was ultimately killed by 9 11. <laughs> Wait, what? It took a swing. Uh, yeah, let, let that sink in that a minute. Hold on. I was thinking for a second, like, what is this, like a Pokemon game? And then it's like killed by 9 11. Whoa. What? <laughs> yeah. Not in the way you think, but uh, yeah. This is, a, this is a weird story. I, I actually first got interested in this because I thought it was like, oh, maybe a very early use of influencers, like before the internet was really like huge or there were internet style influencers. But then also the way that this project like basically died and never really uh, saw a full release was interesting as well. So the game is called Pox. Okay. I doubt you've heard of it, nope. but maybe you have. It was made by Hasbro. I'm sure you know them. I yeah, I'm aware of Hasbro. Okay. Here, I'll this is the game manual. Oh, yes. It's for, on Hasbro's site still, what? but you can tell that it was obviously scanned in by an intern like in 2004. <laughs> it's not or even something. straight. It's a, it's a very bad photocopy of the oh, I, I said that as a joke, but really isn't straight. Yeah, it's not It's not straight. Yeah, it's honestly a bad photocopy of the instructions. Dude, I love video game. Universe. Yeah, this is a, a very interesting game. It's a sci-fi backstory. So basically, a couple of viruses, nasty ones from outer space, got to Earth during a meteor shower. They've been captured and analyzed by Earth scientists, and now they're stored inside the Pox unit. Hell yeah. The goal of the player is to create a Pox slash nanobot hybrid that can destroy all the other Pox strains and save Earth from the alien menace. Oh my god. Amazing. So it actually was introduced uh, to the world in a viral marketing scheme that was pretty interesting. Essentially... Hasbro's market researchers went into playgrounds, skate parks, and <clears throat> arcades in Chicago looking for what they called alpha pups. <laughs> and God, is that a weird ass name? Like, oh my God, that's amazing. Alpha pups. Alpha pups. Uh, so, an alpha pup apparently is the coolest kid in school. I've never heard <clears throat> this phrase before, but that's what they use. They went up to kids between the ages of 8 and 13 and asked them, Who's the coolest kid you know? when they got a name they went to that kid and asked him the same question they did that until they got up the hierarchy of coolness oh until someone finally said it's me i'm the coolest <laughs> <laughs> then they they told that person hey we'll pay you 30 dollars to learn a new video game so basically they found out who are the influencers in chicago arcades and schools and then paid them to pimp out the pox game to all their friends mm. um it's kind of interesting uh essentially each 
uh, person that they narrowed down in the alpha pup group was brought in to do a focus group. They were like showed the pox units. They were given 10 to distribute out to their friends mm. afterwards. All right. The pox units actually were really cool because it, it's an interesting. Oh, no way. Did you really just find one on eBay that's for sale? There's a ton of them on eBay that's for sale. Oh, my God. Oh, and nobody gives a shit about them. They're only $20. Yeah. <laughs> These are not collectibles, I guess. Yeah. Um, but they used radio frequency chips to communicate mm. to each other. So anyone within, I think it was 30 feet, you can battle with them. What? Um, so that's actually pretty cool for, like, a handheld system. And it's really... Uh, really unique for that market at the time. If you remember all the other kind of like handheld games around that time were like the Tamagotchis and like the Digimon oh, yeah. mm-hmm. battling handheld systems where you had to actually like physically connect them yeah. together. And then you had to like to press anything. really hard or they'd disconnect and just freak yeah. out. Yeah, they were really actually kind of difficult to do the multiplayer elements of that. So mm-hmm. this is pretty like seamless way and they got some great responses from every all the kids that were in the focus group and it was really going to take off. Um and unfortunately, a lot of their marketing messaging was based on these uh pox aliens attacking cities in the US mm-hmm. and it was really ominous marketing messaging too like oh these are coming for your city next and everything in the United States is under attack and we needed to defend him. And the Pox units performed really strongly in the Chicago market. So Hasbro partnered with Toys R Us. They were working on a nationwide launch slated for September 23rd, 2001. Oh my God. Get ready for that Christmas season. It was going to launch in nine cities after Chicago and then roll all the way out. But uh, in an unfortunate timing circumstance the terrorist attacks in 9-11 and also the 2001 anthrax attacks raised a lot of doubts uh, for toys r us side of the engagement and they pulled out and hasbro had to actually completely pull the game from the market because of parents reactions to the game uh, Mm -hmm. along with those anthrax attacks man that is crazy so yeah, that's Pox. What started may have started influencer marketing, but also was killed by nine eleven. That's gotta be the worst luck of all time. Um, Maybe not all, all time. Well, yeah, not all time. But it's pretty up well, for there. a video game company at least. Yeah. And honestly, like, looking through the manual and reading about the game, it seems like a cool game. I definitely would have played this. We should buy them and take them up north. (laughs) Dude, heck, I would totally do that. Like, I I love, like, this kind of thing. Like, I remember I had one when I was a kid that was, like, you'd scan barcodes and there'd be different monsters in the barcodes. Oh, yeah. And then you'd, like, fight them and capture them. Those are dope. And, like... These proprietary handheld, like, weird devices were just fucking cool. We should like, bring them back. I remember, I didn't have this one in particular that I'm about to post, but I had, it was a Digimon Digivice, season, the <laughs> season two one. Yeah, that's the one I had. And, yeah. but I had the black one. And, like, I remember playing it and get getting, like, pretty far in the game, but I couldn't get any farther because, like, my Digimon just wasn't strong enough. And then I... 
figured out that if you shake it before the fight, you can, like, digivolve your Pokemon. <laughs> and just, like, <laughs> dude, I love this stuff so much. Like, I want one of these Pox things really bad. They're so cool. But, I mean, yeah. The fact that it's wireless for the multiplayer. Yeah, especially in like, 2001. Nothing, nobody else was doing that. And then people kind of abandoned the handheld game market at, around this time, too. So mm-hmm. this was, like, the uh, one of the, you know, greatest leaps as far as innovation for that type of product line. But then also kind of the death of that market altogether. Yeah. Yeah, it's Man. unfortunate. It was, like, groundbreaking, but never broke the ground. This stuff needs to make a comeback. <laughs> And I guess it I mean, kind of has with like like Pokemon Go had like the special watch that you could use yeah to do stuff but like too yeah. co- too complicated no well, give me is... give me a crappy LCD screen with like twenty four pixels <laughs> yeah right <laughs> well that like I think smartphones kind of killed that yeah, technology exactly. too because like if you're gonna put the effort into creating the software. You don't want to put the money behind creating the hardware yeah. as well that, if you could just launch it for phones. Yeah, that would, you know? that would get well, you. Especially nowadays, everything's all about graphics, graphics, graphics. So True, yeah. How impressed would we be with just, you know, black lines and LCDs? Plus, graphic, people, people dude, pay graphics thousands killed. Of, sorry, go ahead. People pay thousands of dollars for their smartphones, so they want to use it, you know? Mm. So. But graphics killed gaming for a little bit. Yeah, for sure. When it was just True. like, look how pretty it is, and people thought that was important, and then all the ga- these games were bad, Crisis. and then people started emulating the bad games because that's what was selling, and it's just like, okay, video games got shitty for a second. It all Luckily, we're getting Crisis. out of that. Yeah, pro- well, Crisis 1, yeah, you know what? Crisis 1 was a shitty game, but it was a technical, like, a technical achievement. Yeah. And then they released crisis 2 and it was a fucking joke like the trees were sprites (laughs) really (laughs) what but yeah i love this i love that you found this and i love that this um manual is now in on my computer because i i love this stuff yeah and you know what this manual kind of reminded me of like old style video game instructions Mm -hmm. because if you scroll towards the end there's like what do these icons on the screen Mm -hmm. mean and that's uh, every single game manual back in the day had this like oh here's all your enemies and here's what they do so good i'm gonna send uh, an email to hasbro tell them to bring it back (laughs) bring it back the world's ready so ready they it's said they never would, but they forgot 9-11. Don't worry. It's 18 <laughs> years. It's not too soon. <laughs> Man, I love this. This is unrelated, but... Um, or, yeah, it's unrelated. <laughs> but it's an interesting quote, and I... Oh, it might take me a second to find it. When I was, like, doing research on this, I was kind of reading... There's not too many actual articles about this. Mm -hmm. And the two that I could find were both not, like, with the original publisher. It was just, like, copies of the article on somebody else's website. And one was on the Wayback Machine. Um, But... Oh, man, where is it? Uh, I might not be able to find it. It was just a quote about video games in general. And it really spoke to, like, the the state of video gaming culture 
at the time that this came out because the quote was essentially from the author who was writing the article about this handheld game mm-hmm. and it was something like the best at best playing video games is a waste of time and at worst it's uh i like basically like changing your the way you think to be more violent it was the mm-hmm. i can't remember the original <laughs> word but i was just like wow okay that's a very harsh take on what video games are yeah man I feel also nostalgic now. We should scrap every video game idea we had before and just make like a, a basically like a, the Digimon device clone where you just like, <laughs> where you you just get it. You pick a you pick a starter dude and that starter dude evolves into something else eventually and then you can click a button really fast in a fight to make it go, <laughs> just like something well, we really make simple. It. I like because <laughs> I've sorry. Go ahead. That'd be cool, but <clears throat> hear me out. Have a handheld device where you fish with. You go to certain bodies of water, <laughs> and you can use it oh for fishing. Oh, my God. Pokemon Boom. Go, but fishing. Boom. That sounds pretty cool. That would be really awesome. And it would just, like, it would, like, geo-track you and just, like, look up what kind of fish in that, like, region is common. Right. And then you would just catch one of those. But you gotta make like cool. the actual motion with the device, right? Yeah, it'll, absolutely. Like, it'll like rumble when like something catches on, and you have to like shake it to catch it or something. Wait, did you ever play those old handheld fishing Heck games? Yeah, dude. You had to like throw the oh yeah, those are like handheld system forward to cast, and it had a little reel on the side that you had to crank. Those are great. Those are great. That's what the device should be. <laughs> it's just that. Yeah, but absolutely. True. True. Oh my god. I don't actually have a question to go along with this one. I, it, I mean, I was thinking like, oh, I can ask you about like, what's your favorite old school handheld game, but we yeah, all we, say the Digimon yeah. device, so. You know, I don't, I guess I kind of understand how, but like, it surprises me that Pokemon took off so much more than Digimon, because Digimon is so cool. Digimon is really cool, and I I was a total Digimon geek Dude, when same I was younger. Here. I watched, I was like religiously watching all the episodes mm-hmm. as they came out of the TV show because it was I had good. Both versions of the Digivice like handheld thing, the season one version and the season two version, and if you go it was back such a good show. and watch yeah. the poke like watch two episodes of the pokemon anime and then watch two episodes of the digimon anime dude the digimon one is so good it's like a legit that... good show legit good show yeah the thing about the digimon show that got me was that the villains were really good mm-hmm. like they did the villains yeah, really yeah. well in my opinion I enjoyed like them. every time there was a new villain i was like oh man this guy's actually kind of it, 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 it made badass. it made stakes there were stakes yeah yeah and I the games are so cool too Man. i actually never really played any of the games besides the handheld stuff i've played a couple and i've liked them all of them i, never, just, I like uh, the concept that you're like your your digimon isn't always what state it is it can go backwards it can go forwards like they're not evolving they're digivolving which is just like a fluid transition which is super interesting yeah. in a time of like gender and sexual fluidity that we have now it's like you're not always like one thing you move and you change i don't don't know it's just every time i think more about digimon i think about how fucking good it was and not it was not in its time it needed to be later 
The world wasn't ready yeah, for Digimon. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's all based on, like, the internet. Like, the whole mm-hmm. premise of this story yeah. is that, like, there's these other creatures that are using <clears throat> our networks with us. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know. It's It, it maybe could have landed better if it came out later. I yeah. definitely don't disagree with that. Sorry, Jordan. We interrupted you a couple times. What were you saying? Uh, I was just agreeing with everything. And I was going to add, I don't know how... Um. I do not know how the hell. What am I trying to? Say? Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh took off so much. I I, I didn't understand <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh. If uh, there's if there is one constant on this earth, it's that card games make money. <laughs> oh yeah, that's just, very true. That's very true. I, I mean, look at all the digital didn't cards. Nintendo that start now. like in the 1800s as a trading card company. I'm. You know, I don't know. I'm. Man, I, I could just be pulling that out of nowhere. But I feel like I'm just going to Google Nintendo Origins and see what comes up. I feel like they started as a 1889. And, yeah, they're yeah. a trading card company. Hanafuda oh. playing cards. They Whoa. The company had tried several small niche businesses such as cab services and love hotels. Whoa. Abandoning previous ventures in favor of toys in the 1960s. 1889, dude. Holy shit. Yeah, they're an old company. Dang. I was reading something the other day that Nintendo had to really push the concept of, like, the the term video game because so many people were calling any video game Nintendos that they were afraid they were going to lose their license or their their copyright to it. Trademark? Yeah, trademark. Thank you. Do you guys? Yeah. Do you guys remember Pogs? Yeah. Oh yeah. Pogs were the shit. I never played. I just had a bunch. I had a bunch of Pogs and had no idea how to play Pogs. So, I yeah. collected a ton of them and had no idea, and then I learned one day and I played like three or four times. I just enjoyed collecting them. But you know, like our Pogs back then was today's like Overwatch and Fortnite loot boxes. Right, right, exactly. It's yeah. all the same thing. It doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't do anything. That's how it all the Pokemon like cards and shit were too. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's well, a good I mean, point. There was a yeah. game to play behind the Pokemon cards. Yeah, but, but I mean, they were loot boxes because it's a random chance to get like the cards you're going for. I guess. As a kid, though, I never played. I didn't play a game of Pokemon until I was seventeen, and me and a friend thought it'd be funny to go buy a couple decks and play at lunch during high school. <laughs> And but I I just had cards and never played. I didn't even know how to play. The rules were too complicated. Yeah, I mean I think I I tried to play a few times with my friends. I I I'm almost hundred percent certain we had no idea how to actually play and mm-hmm. we were making it up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I was mostly in it for the cards. Actually, when it came to Pokemon cards, I was really into just one set. I wanted to get all. Of the Team Rocket set, I don't know. If oh yeah, yeah, with that yeah. Set. I do remember that. Yeah. I actually still have the Team Rocket set, and almost all of them. I think I'm missing like nice. four cards from it. I sold all mine, unfortunately. Those are the only ones I haven't sold. Sold all my Man, magic cards. Man, we too. certainly went down a rabbit hole. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> this is the longest one yet. This <laughs> is what Pox will do to Man. you. Man, yeah, yeah. Man, that just it that just opened up a door. Man, Jesus. 
Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of Today I Would Like to Share. Join us again next time where we do it all again. And remember, as Snoop Dogg says, it ain't no fun unless the homies can't have none. Okay, bye. I always do me, baby.